Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. I'm your host, Matthew Hawkins, and as always, joined by my co-host, Ed Carbajal. And on a weekly basis, we are brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. Check out AllAccessMMA.com for our video podcast and your MMA inquiries. Ed, how you doing, brother? I'm good. Uh, really quick, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to my boy, Jeff Russo, who's uh Got got to go under the knife for something uh, tomorrow, so I want to dedicate this episode to him and send him some well wishes. He's a solid listener, subscriber of the podcast, and and a dear friend of mine. So I wanted to give him a shout out and just to let folks know the audio listeners like Jeff. Um, I spoke with Jillian DeCourcy right after, well, not right after. It was a couple of weeks after her win at Invicta FC forty seven. If you guys remember, we did the uh, fight side chat for that uh, event. And then, oddly enough, this next episode is the next one we did after that because we were off last week. So, uh, folks watching on YouTube, if you click the description below, the uh, link for that interview that I did for her. It was for MyAnimeNews.com, but she's been on the podcast a bunch of times, too. And I told her I was going to add that to this the audio version of this just so we can get her uh, thoughts from that night and how she after the win. An awesome win that was super popular a couple of days afterwards. Um, so shout out to Jillian for giving me some time early this week. And yeah, after that, uh, I mean, I know we were off last week, bro, but um, it was a really, really interesting weekend in combat sports, to say the least. Yeah, uh, you know, not not one that for the, the record books, I would say. Uh, yeah, it you was, know, fr- uh, Friday night or, you know, Friday midday for me because of the early start time, Eagle FC. 47 uh, took place. Eagle FC 46 was, I think, pretty much a hit across the board. I think even mm-hmm. uh, the last two events have been pretty much uh, critically acclaimed as, as really good events. This one, minus the Mackie Patolo uh, knockout highlight in the, the middle of the main card, uh, kind of ended with uh, <laughs> with a bad taste in everybody's mouth, especially <laughs> the main event when uh, Junior Dos Santos threw his shoulder out of socket, uh, appeared to be throwing a punch. I don't know if it was as a result of anything that happened prior to that, but uh, it appeared to be throwing a punch and threw his arm out of socket. And then we got to hear uh, DeCastro, you know, celebrate like he just won the World Cup uh, <laughs> while his opponent is on the ground screaming. Yeah, which he apologized ref- for, though. He did, uh, he, yeah, yeah. After he realized what happened and stuff when they did the post-media uh, stuff, he was sorry that he did that because it was just, you know, whatever it was, you know, in the moment of the fighting and stuff, he realized after the fact that I was like, holy shit, this was stupid of me to do. So, it just comes off bad. He's not yeah. the first person to do it. He won't be the last. It was funny hearing Henry Cejudo during the interview go, I know you don't want to take too much happiness in that win. I don't remember his exact words, but that was. They got, they got to get somebody else to do those interviews. Dude, I was going to say <laughs> the whole thing, the whole play-by-play crew, great fighters, but mm-hmm. I mean, it is hard to listen to. You know, I, I found it hard to listen to between Usman, Cejudo, um, Chael has his moments. I know you're a big Sonnen fan, so I'm not yeah, going to say I, I like Uncle go... Chael. He was yeah. actually the, he was actually the most honest after that happened. I mean, he he made that joke. He was like, he's like, oh my god, if we we might have to redo this whole card because of <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, he gets yeah. it the most. He's not trying to be. It's just weird. The whole Khabib sitting on a table next to the ring with Ali and 
you know, kind of his entourage just seems weird. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I will be seeing, I'd be curious to see where the, you know, this, this ends up going. Um, I mean, obviously it seems like people are happy that are in the organization, which is mm-hmm. a plus, you know, if Khabib's doing the right things for his fighters, then, then, you know, more power to him. I hope mm-hmm. his organization stands around forever, but you just wonder where, uh, it, it works with Bellator for a while, bringing in kind of old UFC fighters. Uh, but the reality is that Bellator, the Bellator that the real hardcore fans know mm-hmm. and appreciate is the the young studs that, they, that they've that they managed to cultivate uh, between, you know, McKee, Pico, um, you know, even guys like, you know, I know, the, not, you know, Dantes, guys that are kind of even bouncing around now and looking mm-hmm. for shots at the UFC. You know, you got guys who really made their name, Mike Richmond, who's, killing it in bkfc right now is another guy who you know made his name as a bellator fighter uh, yeah. at least in the combat world and those are the guys that i think the, the real fans appreciate now obviously we you know a guy like musasi doesn't doesn't fit in that category because he was let it to me he was let go in his prime we're not talking about a you know 40 year old dos santos um Fedor's Fedor, you understand why bellator would sign him yeah yeah no i'm, um, I'm, gl- I'm glad you're mentioning Fedor because they brought him up so many times in that, and and I'm gonna be, I want to say it first, like, you know, they're talking about there's this talk of kind of like co-promoting with Beltor because, um, Mamedov, Mamedov was that that was that's who was on loan from Beltor that fought in that event, got that quick first round submission, um, but um, I um, I I don't think that uh. That you can't have Fedor fighting in that little ass cage <laughs> to, to finish because I mean, they're talking about trying to get him there for whatever reason with because of the stuff going on in Russia and everything. And it's just like as soon as they started, they must have mentioned it several times as, as if it was something that might be happening or in the works. And I'm just like, no, you, you can't. You, you just can't have him come fight some heavyweight signed with Eagle FC. And, and you know, Fedor can't close his career in that little ass cage in that LF Flex Arena or whatever. Where they're holding the events in Miami, you just can't. It's it's. I, I know you agree with me because it's Fedor. Like you, for Fedor, it doesn't seem right. Uh, if yeah. if it, if it gave you the opportunity, if if Junior Dos, okay, well, he didn't look terrible, but he didn't look great either. And then he got hurt. You yeah. know, had had Dos Santos looked good, and and that fight maybe was on the table. I could go. Okay, that's the best fight available for him to go out on, win or lose. At least you're fighting a stud. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not fighting. You know. Uh, whoever Bellator, you know, in theory could throw at him. Um, Cause Bellator's heavyweight division is not exactly, uh, you know, the who's who of heavyweights, but I, I certainly would rather see him rematch Bader uh, in a bigger event uh, with at least a crowd. I mean, I don't know what, the, how, if you can even buy tickets to attend the Eagle FC events um, or if it's like invite only, I'm not real sure how they're, how they're running their shows, but it certainly isn't a, Mm-hmm. Isn't a gigantic crowd. Uh, yeah, not not my thing. I, I would prefer to see Bellator go, you know, or Fedor going out, coming out, walking out on a stage with, you know, some fireworks going off and, you know, that kind of thing. Obviously, the Moscow-Russia fight mm-hmm. uh, is off the table, according yeah. to Coker. does seem weird that they, they were so openly talking about another organization's fighter, though. If, uh, you know, if Coker hasn't talked to them, I would have been on the phone going, dude, you can't just talk about our fighters. Like, well, that's that, not, that's I mean, not how this works. I think that goes, that goes back to what you're saying about, I mean, I'm, I, 
again, I'm not, not to be a fucking dick or whatever, but it goes back to just having this, this, these, uh, people with, with no broadcast experience. Um, uh, it, it was Islam Mamedov that still signed with wow. Bellator. I just want to make sure because it got his name right. But, um, I think it goes back to what you were saying about just, you know, the, the, the only person that has a lot of broadcast experience was Chael because he's, he's, you know, he's done commentary, World Series of Fighting, Bellator, you know, he does stuff for ESPN, but everybody else is kind of like, you know, they're, they're learning as they go. And it's, it's not more apparent than from all of them. Sahuto's <laughs> the worst. And he's not even trying to be cringy when he does that role. It's just so bad that I'm like, there was one point when he got in, when he, I think when he was talking to Mamedov, he's like, "Oh, you're here, you've got." He mentions Ali sitting there, like Ali's part of the promotion. Which, if you remember, when he was with World Series of Fighting and he, had, he was managing fighters and he had a role. I, there's something under commission regulations that you can't do that. So, I mean, it's like I, I don't know how off the cuff he's going when he's doing that because it is live, but, bro, like, I mean. And he wears the lifts to go on TV. <laughs> like you got to do something else. <laughs> like you are, you gotta, so there's, there's it, other it, people that that could do it. That's all I'm saying. the The whole thing is that it seems weird, and it seems it just seems odd. Um, they seem to always have relationships with all the fighters they're calling the fights for. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, it's it's like <laughs> they, they, you know. They want to bat. They want to say something kind of dis, you know, not disrespectful, but uh, you know, criti- They want to criticize the fighter, but then they like pull back. You know, it just seems like I, there's a lot of that and a lot of, you know, oh, I trained with this guy. We know this guy. Oh, he throws heavy punches. Oh, uh, the guy he's fighting is, you know, this guy. And you know, it just it's, I, I you know, I mean, we, it, I thought we were going to get tears out of the other dude when that guy decided to retire. <laughs> you know, I mean. You're going, yeah. dude, he just got knocked out in 30 seconds. He wants to retire. Let's not, you know, it wasn't a funeral. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the guy's 40. I'm not super familiar with him. I'm not sure if you were, you know, but let's, let's, you know, let's not act like we, you know, GSP just walked out of the ring. You know, it was, it was like a 15 minute appreciation for, for Usher who had just retired, you know, <laughs> um, I don't know. And, and, if they're friends with him, I get it, but it just seems weird out of the, the out of the booth. Um, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely uh, um, a def- it's definitely kind of like a, like a good old boys situation with Eagle FC. I mean, the fights I liked. I mean, the last couple of events I really liked. This this is this particular event was definitely one like when Chael made the joke about them having to do the whole thing over. I was like, you know what, bro? Um, sure. Yeah, <laughs> like, but but um, the the one last thing uh, we wanted to comment on from that because uh, there's a lot of interviews that happened on site there. Speaking of Ali, I always mess up his last name, so I don't want to attempt it. But um, he, uh, Kayla Harrison's manager, is Ali we're referring to, and he got interviewed. And when they talked to him about uh, MMA Junkie, asked him about Kayla's career. Um, he said nobody wants to see her fight Chris Cyborg, and in my mind, I'm like, you know, for a guy that spends a lot of time on Twitter, um, are you are you not listening? <laughs> like, that's like the only fight folks want to see from Kayla. It's it is the only fight, and <laughs> as her manager, he can't explain why he allowed her into a contract situation that didn't allow that fight to happen. 
He forced he he's the manager. He deals the contracts. He does all that stuff. So he and has she prepared, said she wants to do it. So she wants to fight yeah. in Bellator. She she signed with Bellator, but her manager Ali had apparently put her in a contract early on with PFL or World Series, whatever it was when they made their initial contract that she had basically very little negotiation rights after her contract was expired. So I, I don't know how, I don't recall, I don't think we, any of us really know how much of a contract she signed, uh, but to act like that's not the fight everybody wants to see, I think it's the only fight everybody wants mm. to see, you know, and in for him to, and he can't go, oh, well, that's the fight everybody wants to see, but I'm the manager. And I made sure that that fight could never happen. I mean, mm. well, you know, you didn't do your job, Ollie. Your 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 client is complaining she can't fight the person she wants mm-hmm. to fight. She was just a free agent, and she now she is. No- she wants to fight the best in the world. Yeah, no, and I she's, agree. With and you. she's yeah. not even fighting the top fiftieth ranked. You know, in every fight. <laughs> I, I mean, and and, and I, she's 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 voiced her frustration during that whole process. You know, um, so uh, I, I mean. I don't know. Like I said, I, I honestly think that, like you said, there, there's probably something to be said for whatever's going on between her and her manager. Um, because as as someone that's an Olympian, I, I don't see her not wanting to fight Cyborg or even a Nunes, which she used to train with, or anyone else. I mean, there's more for her. When you look at the fighters that are at Bellator, you know, um, not just Cyborg, but I mean, there's like Kat Zigano, like, like Kayla's definitely someone that likes to test herself and watch herself evolve. And she's evolving. It's, it's she could definitely evolve in the PFL another season. Of course, pick up another million dollars. Who's not? Who's going to say no to that? Um, so business wise, it's smart. But as as the competitor in her, I mean, we kind of saw the unhappiness with it. I mean, um, and that sucks gets back that to she, the manager though. Not to cut yeah. you off, but that gets back to the manager. The manager yeah. gets the cut no matter who she fights. So yeah. if she's fighting a bunch of four and two fighters. And she wins, then great. He gets the bonus. He gets mm-hmm. he gets his chunk of the change. If she, you know, she signed with Bellator. She wanted to fight Cyborg. So it's not like if, if she had yeah, her way, she would be fighting in Bellator right now. She'd already have fought Cyborg probably. Yeah, or I we'd mean, be looking forward to it. To quote Dana White, though, like 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 he always likes to say, and he usually seems to be right most of the time. We we really don't know about the business, and um, you know, as far as like matching clauses and things like that that happened with their contractually. We have no idea what happened that she wound up stuck where she's where she's stuck. If it's if matching clauses are, are that sticky that, that a fighter can actually get stuck someplace where they they have no say. I mean, that's the whole point of bringing the Ali Act to, to mixed martial arts, that the fighters do have a say because that's how it works in boxing. You know, boxers have a say in, in all of their fights now because of the Ali Act. Um, I, it's just more reason to see why that will ne- that argument, that conversation will never go away you know shout out to you if you really want to read into stuff like that i have to do my my monthly shout out for eric mcgracken combat sports law he's got tons of information over at his website about that but i mean i'll 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 leave that where it is because i know we got to talk about the uh i didn't you watched it so so you need to to kind of help help me know what 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 uh what's all the hubbub from ufc vegas 55 i i it was on espn plus and it was Half the main event was Holly Holm, which is an automatic. No offense to Holly Holm, but I mean, not not my not my favorite fighter to to watch. First off, Piera Piera versus Ponzinibbio was fight of the year candidate. So mm-hmm. if anybody's going to go back, go back watch that co-main event, back and forth. Two guys mm-hmm. just throwing for the fences. Great fight. Two good fighters. Uh, 
Pahea uh, picks up the win, uh, moving into the rankings. So that's that was really the highlight of the of the card that I was into. Uh, main event came around: Caitlin Vieira, uh, Holly Holm. You know, Holly Holm was great for her time, but she is boring as hell. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's gotten to the point where the only time I like to watch her fight now is when she loses. At least then, like, somebody's <laughs> fighting. Now, this is a case where she lost the fight and not much happened. But, yeah. I mean, good Lord. It's it's shadow boxing with push you up against the cage. And, you know, I, I don't – I'm not even saying she didn't win the fight. I don't – the judging can – it's up in the air. We've seen Twitter go crazy. We see uh, Laura Sanko and uh, John Anik and – everybody chiming in with how they perceive the rules to be and how a fight should be judged. And nobody knows. Nobody knows. It was two. It was, it was a fight that was incredibly bad. Two people barely did anything. And one girl wasn't able to do much because the other was kind of just stalling the whole fight. Mm -hmm. And the other one would land something. And the other one would land 10 little pitter patter punches. And then the other one would land. I mean, nobody won that fight. You know, sometimes they say the fans won. The fans mm. lost in that fight. It, it should have been a draw. Both girls should have dropped in the rankings, and we should have got. So was it? Was it Nama Yunus? Uh, no, no, no. Was no, it no, bad or nothing? Nothing is bad. That <laughs> oh, was that. I mean, right. you know, this was this is we've seen this before. You know, this was uh, the decision was a little bit odd because usually the person who's kind of controlling the cage, quote unquote, by somewhat stalling i mean it you know it, it usually wins the fight just because that's how the judges see it so i think that's what throw most people off plus people like holly home i mean mm. let's just they like her you know and i don't i don't have anything against her i just i've watched i paid for her to fight too many times you know to watch her circle the ring against you know pennington you know i've and it's just this was just another one it's like you're there she's talking about fighting katie taylor now i mean good lord you what are you gonna do clinch the whole fight <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't think you can stand there and throw three straight punches yet screaming and, and expect to win a, a a fight against the undisputed mm. women's pound for pound champion in boxing, <laughs> you know, so I don't know. I just think people are crazy about how they judge fights. I don't I don't even know what the rules are anymore. I don't think anybody knows how to judge a fight. I can't even judge the fight. It wasn't worth judging. I go by what uh, Caposa said when I he went back and rewatched it. He had, uh, I think he came up with Vieira winning three rounds to two. And I've seen a lot of people who went back, turned the commentary off and just kind of actually paid attention to the power of the punches or the effects of the punches, as opposed to the, you know, the, the, you know, the jab with the, you know, (laughs) kind of the yell or the, you know what I mean? I, it's like, it's point karate, but for her, but you know, they can't understand why, no, I don't know. You want to be the best in the world? You want to rematch with Amanda Nunes? You gotta go out there and do something. I, I yeah. just, I, that's that's my thing. And you I mean, know, it goes yeah, to no, uh, that, coming off of the Esparza Rose yeah. thing. Maybe it's just like extra bad flavor in my mouth. But I'm starting to go. Jesus, give me more Jillian DeCourcy if this is what I gotta. If this, <laughs> is, if this is if this is it at the at the UFC level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe they they should add the Adam weight division so you go. Have Jillian coming out there and and, and pop pop some folks, um, <laughs> but um, listen, uh, that's like I said. I mean, I feel bad because 
you know, I, I, I know she's, she, she puts her time in training and stuff like that, but it's been a while for me. I can't remember the last fight that, uh, I, I don't remember which fight it was that made me just not like if Holly Holm, I don't get why they, she main events all often. She's always, if she's not on pay-per-view, she's main eventing a fight night. I mean, like you said, I guess folks just love her for whatever reason. I mean, because she did kill the queen. You know, that that's her biggest, that's Holly Holm's claim to fame is when she knocked out Ronda Rousey. So I guess that's why we're always going to get her either in, in, on a pay-per-view or this, you know, fight night main event. But I'm the, I, I don't, I don't get the, um, she hasn't I mean, she, finished anybody since 2017 when she beat Beth Cahaya. Yeah. And it's the that, same. I mean, it's it's the lead leg uh, sidekick that she likes to throw. And like you said, the the, the pushing and the boxing. And um, she's, she's, I don't know. I don't know. I just, uh, you know, yeah, it's just, she's, you know, she's. It's, it's just not what I I, 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 I like. I like other kinds of fights. That's all. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I wouldn't, I was, you know. I was a huge fan early on and, you know, rooted for her going back to when she was in like legacy and mm-hmm. all that stuff, you know, and the, the, I don't know, was it, was it legacy? I'm pretty sure she fought in legacy. It was one of those early ones. She fought mm-hmm. Bellator. But yeah. Legacy Bellator. Um, you know, that's, that's when I saw her fight, you know, coming up and when you heard about her coming in and stuff, but right now I just, it's not, you're not who I want to watch fight. And like, I don't want you to, you know, my worst thing is you beating someone like Nunez or Pena who, you know, like, what are you going to do? Stall and shadow box and pick up a decision. And then I got to watch you defend the belt. I mean, mm-hmm. we, you know, like, I'm not exactly looking forward to Exparza's next, you know, title defense. You know, it's just like, you, what is, well, I don't know what it is, you know, and but it brings up the point then of open scoring. Do we want to know mm-hmm. the scores? Do we not want to know the scores? I don't even know that anymore. It, mm-hmm. it seems like it's almost a split now on Twitter, you know, with at least the people that I respect their opinion of, you know, so I, I'm not even sure, you know, but it, it's just, you know, we got to get, we got to get back to UFC, you know, fighting. I, I don't know. Maybe it's too much of a sport for it just to be a fight anymore. But yeah, no, I, I, I mean, we've talked about how just uh, the sports come a long way. It's finally on. It's easy to watch. You don't have to wait once a month to watch one event like 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 when we first started getting into this thing everyone's got a podcast about it i mean yes thankfully we we were, were able to have one about it because of how popular it is but i mean i think um, there's always a downside to uh what they call it in game theory i think it's called the tragedy of the commons when too much of something gets i don't know too popular but um look it up tragedy of the commons <laughs> <laughs> um but um yeah so uh yeah i mean this weekend's Memorial Day weekend, so you know, folks. Uh, I, I I know it's a rough time in the to be around and stuff, and just a lot going on in the world. And hopefully, this podcast can give folks a little bit of um, release and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know what's go- there's not much going on this weekend. I'm going to watch the CFFC event Friday. I know you said there was a BKFC event on as well. A BYB Backyard Boxing mm. there in Biloxi. It's the Trigon uh, Data Five Thousands event. Always a fun, entertaining event. It's a free on YouTube on Saturday oh, cool. night. Um, I've watched the last, you know, this is their 10th event. I've probably watched about half of them. Mm. Um, yeah, so YouTube, BYB, uh, Tony Lopez, everybody's favorite uh, 80 fight veteran who somehow never fought in the UFC, uh, does <laughs> continues to, to fight everybody <sighs> there is. Uh, is in the co-main event. There's a women's uh, main event fight. So. Oh, cool. 
that'll be on. So there is that um, pro wrestling fans. Sunday is uh, AEW's pay-per-view. So just throw that out there. Um, yeah. From Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that, that might be some uh, brain dead uh, entertainment on a, on a Sunday. Yeah. If, if you're looking to looking forward to uh, Monday's day off work, hopefully for, for everyone. But um, yeah, kind of a slow week. It would have been nice. I wish the UFCs. well, we get UFCs every week, so I'm not going to say I wish, but I wish like we got a, a, the, the Memorial week, the holiday weekend events were always fun for the UFC. So yeah. um, we'll see how that goes, but they got some good stuff coming around the corner. Uh, International fight. week looks like that event looks pretty stacked. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing the prelims uh, made me happy. Some big names, big, big, meaningful fights on the prelims. Yeah, for um, sure. And, and we got a couple heavyweight fights uh, in the near future. Uh, Rosenstruck and Volkov next week. Um, so, so, you know, UFC has plenty going on, plenty of good fights coming up, but uh, yeah, you know, so just... it's, a, it's a nice little break to be for, especially after coming off the, the, you know, last couple of events might, might've been a little smoky for them. So, it's good to take a break and come back reinvigorated to to watch something new. <laughs> exactly. So again, uh, fans, uh, we have the audio of Ed's interview with Jillian DeCourcy, uh, her first interview post uh, her huge victory over Lindsay Van Zandt at Invicta Fighting. So uh, definitely catch that. Um, that was a great moment. Glad we were able to catch that on the podcast a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago. So. Uh, look forward to listening to that and getting her on here live again in the near future until then fans can follow the show at combat hour on Twitter, coast to coast combat hour on Instagram. Follow me, Matthew Hawkins at MMA Hawk 21 on Twitter and Instagram. Follow edit carb is all on Twitter. Carb beers all on Instagram and old head carb on Twitch. And again, check us out at all for our video podcast and your MMA news. Ed, that pretty much wraps us up for this week. Yes, sir. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your Memorial Day weekend, everybody. And uh, hopefully, thank you for yeah. listening. hopefully the rain doesn't fuck me out of another weekend out here in New Jersey. <laughs> All right, Ed Carbohol speaking with uh, Jillian DeCourcy, Lionheart Jillian DeCourcy, after her big win at Invicta <laughs> FC Forty Seven. I mean, it's not right after. I mean, it's a couple. You know, you took some time off just to to wind down and celebrate. I mean, I, I my first question actually is, I mean, I know I know you you probably already saw me uh, the night because I watched it and recorded, it and, and it was just uh, you know following your whole journey. It's it's just been it's something that um it's 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 been fun to do and just and just to watch uh watch you get that win. I mean, uh, I, I have so much so many things I want to ask you, but first, um, how long did it take you to come down off of the the wind the high that you were feeling that okay. day. <laughs> oh man i mean i'm still i'm still riding it because i like, just got back to the gym like friday pretty much so that was like everything brought back it brought it back to life again because everyone at the mm-hmm. gym is like obviously like ecstatic um one of the coaches was like you know we've had like some major like ufc guys like lots of big name fighters come out of our gym and he's like seriously he's like you're like the smallest fighter we have and you have had out of anyone all time like the most brutal knockout (laughs) yeah i mean it it really it really was something i mean i have to say i mean before um like i said i got there's so much i just want to get off my chest from watching that night and i know i recorded it but i was doing a bunch of other things trying to keep because we're doing like that fight side chat on the podcast that that you've been on um and um one of the things i noticed because i rewatched it two times after it happened 
And one of the things I noticed was just like, I don't think I've ever seen like when you were walking into the, to the cage there, I definitely saw just a, a whole different vibe. Like I've, I've seen you fight before, obviously, but just the, the difference of you walking in that night, it was, I, I even said it when, when we were doing the thing, I said, she, I, I quoted that movie um, over the top. I was like, she literally did the thing where you turn the hat, the baseball cap, <laughs> you know, where it's Stallone, he turns yeah. the cap around to just change his whole. And I was just like, she, I was like, I can already tell she did that right just now. And, and I mean, just can you just talk about like your, how you change your whole mindset for everything? I mean, that night. Um, yeah, but I mean, this camp, like I've like done like mindset stuff in the past, um, leading mm-hmm. up to fights, but never to the extent, um, that I did for it, for this camp. Um, I actually read like a bunch of books on, um, like different like mindset things for like combat athletes. Um, mm-hmm. to, and I found, um, ways that it just like to apply it to my game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I think made the biggest difference, um, mm-hmm. because ever, like, you're not the only one to say that to me, like walking out and like, just seeing, um, like how I was like fight night. Um, a lot of people mentioned that to me, they were like, Hey, that you were looked like the calmest and like most composed and collected that like I've ever seen you in yeah. walking into a fight. Um, and especially this was a big fight. Um, I was, a, I was a big underdog coming in. Um, I knew that, um, they didn't really put play much mind to it. It was more like I would joke about it once in a while. Um, but, you know, once fight week hit, it was all about like just being being present in the moment, um, taking every aspect in and like not so much like focusing on the the results of the fight, because there's so many variables that come into play. Right. Like there's the judges, there's this, there, there's just like um, you can get caught. Right. Things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was more like for me, I just was focusing on trying to put everything that we worked on during camp, um, making it come out. Um, and just like performing to the best of my ability and going in with that thought process instead of focusing on like your record, um, you know, where your stats are at, like what's yeah. next after this, that clouds you and you can't, you're not actually present. And it, you know, it was impeding my performance mm. because I'd be so worried about like what my record was going to be if I won or I lost. And, you know, you you fight nervous and then you're, you're not, you know, performing. So I was just focusing on what can I do? What, mm-hmm. you know, and performing the best I could. And um, <laughs> that was the result of it. I mean, uh, whatever it was, it's obviously it worked and, and you have to repeat the process off the top of the, your head. Can you remember the names of the books? Just so I feel like I, that's this knowledge that needs to be passed on. So <laughs> there, um, the one main one, it was, I believe it was called mindset. <laughs> mindset. Um, yeah. I'll get you the names though. Um, okay. And send them over. Yeah. Um, but it was, it, it, it just clicked for me. Um, mm-hmm. It was actually my, my boyfriend kind of gave me them and he was like, he had read them and they were helpful for him. And I just like read them multiple times through camp. And I would like, mm. you know, um, the week leading up to the fight, I actually went through and I was highlighting like important pieces of it. Um, and, you know, kind of going into it that way. Um, I'm actually probably going to reach out to the, the guy who wrote it. Um, because he does some like trainings and stuff and being like hey like let's can we work together <laughs> like yeah that that i mean that's obviously it, it it had an impact i mean you know that that goes to say there's a lot to there's a lot going into preparation it's not just you know the drilling and the technique and everything that there's i mean you have to do something um to to get your your inner athlete right. ready too the, the i mean just the everything seems to fall into place and um i i'm, I'm just wondering like like uh given the history that you and, and Van Zandt had, um, you know, you, you had fo- you you're both local from the same area and then um 
you know, she, she fought in Bellator and Rising and stuff like that. And you, 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 you fought everywhere you fought. Um, I'm wondering, like, what was the vibe facing each other again, like that week? I mean, I mean obviously, you did the face-offs. I saw the, the, the photos they sent to right. Victor with the, you know, she had the cosplay on. And I mean, it's it's just so weird because you're all, you know, like the way you are now, you're smiling and everything. And then it was, it was just like a, a different person walked into the cage. But what was like the vibe that week between you and her? Um, I mean, we actually didn't run in- into each other too many times, but when we when we saw each other, we were like pleasant. It was like, "Hey, how are you?" And then it was, you know, like, "Okay, like yeah. we're, we weren't like all chummy like we would be like if we weren't fighting each other. If we weren't fighting each other, we probably would have been hanging out fight week." Yeah. Um, yeah. but because we were fighting each other, it was just like respectful. Hey, what's up? Um, when we were doing some of our like media stuff, we actually were like we we were like she's coming out, I'm coming in, and you know we joked around like we were like gonna get into like a tussle <laughs> and like um. But it wasn't, you know, it was all like in like good fun. And then, mm-hmm. you know, come fight night, it's like, okay, you flip the switch and it's like, okay, you yeah. know, we, we got, we're here to handle business. So, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if there was any sort of like, um, you know, just because of it, all the time that's passed between from the first time you guys face each other as amateurs to, you know, you both have your professional careers and here you mm-hmm. are running into each other again. And, you know, we just saw the result. But I mean, it, was there any sort of like, um, I mean, I'm I'm only asking because I felt like I kind of caught the wind of of uh, overconfidence on her part. I mean, you even said that you were the underdog coming in, right? I mean, I, which I didn't quite get, but maybe it's because you know we talk so much that I was just like, "Where's that coming from?" But you know what I mean? Like, like, like I, I just I, I just was like, I felt like I'm like, is she taking her too lightly? Does she feel like you know what I mean? Like, right. like was there any of that? Like, as as far as like, because I know you were in like a flow state when you fought, but right. Um, I mean, but, like, I mean, I saw like her, like where we were, where I was waiting um, in particular, mm-hmm. right before I was about to like walk out to the cage. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually able to see um, the video and hear it mm-hmm. um, oh. like right before. And I was like, all right, I got <laughs> you. Like, we're, you know, it just kind of it gave me like a little bit of an extra. Like, I'm glad I mm-hmm. saw it in that moment because it um, not that I wasn't ready or anything beforehand, but that just like that was like an extra spark. It was like all right yeah doing this let's go um i think for her like she actually reached out to me after the fact um you know kind of like not necessarily apologizing but being like hey you know like i know things might have came across a certain way like you know i wasn't taking you lightly none of that was you know that wasn't the case um you know and i believe her on that because we get we we get wrapped up into fight week right we get wrapped Mm -hmm. up into those interviews and things that we need to say right to appear a certain way um and i was wrapped up into that for a little bit and you know, my last couple fights, I, I like really broke away from it because I'm like, that's not who I am. I'm like, I'm not yeah. that type of person. Like, I don't, I don't do that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was being somebody that I wasn't. Um, and I think a lot of fighters get wrapped up into that. And it's like, we don't, we don't need to do that. We don't need yeah. to hate each other. We don't need to talk, you know, all this smack. We can actually like, you can just be ourselves and be cool. And like, you can still sell tickets. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just just the uh, the fan base that you have and the fan base that she had, and and I I know you know because of the region that we're in that that fight was special yeah. for a lot of folks. And, but um, with the, it's 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 funny that you say that. Plus, what you said about the 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 book with the mindset and everything, right. you know, a lot of folk, a lot of fighters. I mean, everyone handles how where they have to get themselves mentally, you know, differently before a fight. Right. But I mean, it, it is still a sport. And um, speaking of, of being sportsmanlike or, or whatever, however you want to phrase it, I mean, you know, 
obviously when you get when you get a win like that, the emotion and everything is you, we're gonna get what we saw where you know right. jumping into your boyfriend's arms and almost out of the cage and all <laughs> and all of that. But then and then you, you always catch yourself and 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 bring it back to kind right. of a, a level of normalcy and the when the when the mic was put in front of you, I mean I don't think anyone could have handled it more professionally and more sportsman like I mean, you, you did a call out where you kind of just you, you said what you wanted, whether it be the title shot or whoever. I would I forget what direct exactly you were like the title or whoever's between me and the title or something. Right. That yeah, effect, pretty much. That's like, <laughs> yeah, which was perfect, which was perfect. I mean, how did you how did you refocus it to, to, to put it out there so so plainly? Um, well, I had like spent some time because like we had like that's part of the sport, right? We're professionals. Mm-hmm. We we know if we you know win, um, the mic's getting put in front of us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think it's important to kind of prepare to some degree, right? Mm-hmm. Like we can't spend you can't spend too much time like focusing on that because it takes away from the fight itself. But you know, I think that's part of like preparation, right? Is thinking about like, okay, what am I gonna, you know, what are some things I could potentially say? Um, and I had told myself, like, I didn't like fully rehearse what I was gonna say, but I knew if I got, if I finished this fight, if I got a finish, um, I was gonna call for the title. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, some other people on the card like called for it in different ways. Um, I wasn't really a fan of that style. Like, I don't think you ever should demand things or, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, it's, who are you? Like, like at yeah. the end of the day, like, that's like telling your boss, like, I demand you give me a raise. <laughs> yeah, it usually doesn't work out so well, right? Like, but <laughs> yeah. it, you know, you got to ask for things, put, you know, and show it by like what you do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just let my kind of personality, you know, take over with that and being like, all right, well, what, how would I like somebody to kind of say it, but like say it with a conviction, like, Hey, mm. you know, I'm confident and this is what I think I should, I should get. And if that's not the case, well then give me this to get there. Yeah, no, it was perfect. I thought it was perfect. Um, <laughs> Thank you. And um, one of the things that I wanted to ask you too, was especially about the, the way that you won. I mean, um, it was, it was just such a clean, uh, it, it seems such, such like a, a clean combo the way it it was set up and everything i mean um for you did did it just when you're in that do you even remember when your mind is so focused and you're in that flow state i mean i i don't think i've i, I it's hard to to when you look at finishes like that i'm trying to think the last time i, I saw a finish that perfect might have been uh when Sarone finished uh with with the body shot and and I can't think of the, the fighter's name right now. He wanted to fight in the PFL, but it was very, it was just very, um, I don't know. It was just something, the thing of beauty. I mean, did you, uh, when you landed the shot that, that eventually won you the fight, how did, I mean, was there any like impact on your hand? Cause sometimes when you land like that, you don't even feel anything. Um, I didn't like in the moment I didn't, I didn't even mm. know honestly that she was out like that. Um, mm. cause I was so wrapped up in the fight in the mm. moment. Um, and I know some, there's been, you know, a few trolls, um, that are like, Oh, those, those, the extra shots on the ground were unnecessary. Well, obviously they've never been in, in, in actual fight. Right. Mm. Um, where, you know, you're, you're in the moment. Um, yeah. I just saw her hit the ground and my thought process was like, Oh, you're in my world. You're where I want you to be. Let me go. Yeah, <laughs> I need yeah. to go there. Yeah. Um, and I've actually had a teammate recently got a, a knockdown like that. Um, didn't follow up. Mm-hmm. The kid recovered and he wound up, he wound up getting um, finished. Um, wow. Yeah. Later that round. So it's like, you know, we, we learn from those things. And then plus in the back, I, I can count, like, I can't even count how many times the ref told me 
I am not stepping in to stop this fight unless I absolutely need to. You need yeah. to convince me that you that this fight mm-hmm. needs to be stopped. So he told me that like at least five times. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, that 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 goes into your, your mindset going into like, hey, you know what? If I want this fight stopped, I, I got to make it convincing. Yeah. Um, and then once he kind of put his hands on me, it was like, oh, wait, like she's she was out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but even like it was just it was unbelievable because um, you're mm-hmm. not going to expect it, especially at 105 pounds that I'm going to lay somebody out with <laughs> one punch. Um, yeah. You know, I asked I asked my boyfriend like a million times, like I'm like, this really just happened. Did I just really knock her out? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like we're on top yeah. of the cage. And I'm like, really? Wait, wait, this really just happened? <laughs> Yeah, you literally almost launched yourself out of the cage. It, it was, it was crazy. After like the, the the, you could tell the the rush that came over you. But but you also were still again like just like you said, you took the words right out of my mouth. Actually, you know, you 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 were attacking until the ref stopped you. Yeah, you know, there wasn't anything extra or unnecessary in my opinion. So like you said, I mean, must be new, newer eyes watching uh, that particular fight. But I think I, I mean there was nothing wrong with with it at all. I mean, it was just a. Uh, you know, we were me, me and Matt were in shock watching it. I have to ask you something because I don't know if it's something Matt caught on to because that that happened on May 11th. Yeah, and that that Friday was Friday the 13th, <laughs> <laughs> and Matt had that Friday the 13th question for you, and I'm like, okay. And I know Jason, your manager, was there with you. Was there any? Yep. I mean, was there any weird like uh, uh, I don't know superstition or anything for that week that between you and your team, uh, given the the result that came. Yeah, no, I mean, there wasn't, but I was so just dialed in like Mm -hmm. that, like, there was nothing really kind of outside of my mindset of except for like, hey, you know, fight night. Um, So I wasn't really thinking about anything because I've done that before. I've gotten like caught up in like, you know, Mm -hmm. little intricacies and it never (laughs) played out well. So I was just like, yeah, we're not thinking about anything. It is just like, you know, moment by moment right now, focusing on like what we got to do come fight night. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen you more present and and more perfect. And obviously, I mean, the week, I mean, every, the way everything went, it was. It was uh, uh, was this the first time for you fighting with fans? Um, did they? I think at the tournament we had some fans, maybe. Yeah. You yeah. Might, uh, I mean, I, I, I honestly I, can't. No, we didn't. We were. So, I think we were supposed to have fans, and then I think we didn't wind up. Yeah. So it might have been like the first one where like. Fans mm-hmm. were were back, and it was like, um, yeah, because yeah, because we had a quarantine and and all that mm-hmm. all that good stuff um, when we did the tournament. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this was the first time where it was back to being like more relaxed, where like we could go, to, we can go, come and go, and not be so, tied so up you, in our hotel room. Yeah, but you were so focused then that 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 wasn't even something that crossed your mind. You were just yeah focusing on fight night, huh? Yeah, and I had actually two um Fati- both Fatima and Jen were like one two of my main training partners for mm-hmm. this camp. Uh, since we were all on the same card, we were all That's pretty right. local yeah. to each other. So we, we were meeting up once, twice a week to spar and train. Um so was, but even with them, like I would see them throughout the week, but it was just so like, hey, I gotta I gotta be in my zone, gotta do what I gotta do. And then afterwards mm-hmm. we were all hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. I mean, that's great that that the timing. I mean, just of when it happened, how it happened, and obviously with 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 uh, being able to be a little more free with your teammates and stuff. And I think uh, I don't think it could have been more perfect for you. And um, one of the other questions I had was um, as far as like what you had the call out. You know, like what when do you expect to be back into action? What do you think is going to come next for you uh, when it comes to Invicta? Um, I mean, you know, my hope is I want that, I want the title shot. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, I, I feel pretty, I feel pretty confident that I, sh- that, you know, at some point should happen. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm thinking, you know, not before like the fall, um, cause I got a card coming up in July and it's like kind of looking, been looking pretty consistent that it's like every other month that they're kind of doing. Mm-hmm. So that brings us to kind of the fall ish. Um, so it's kind of, you know, perfect timing. Um, for me, like an ideal time would be like November. Give me like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, a little time. So I kind of do everything you got to do. Everybody back to training, already back to kind of tweaking yeah. little things. Like even though it was only like a minute long fight, there's always things that, you know, yeah. you can work on and and get better. And for me, it's like not getting, it's like, yeah, enjoying the moment of, you know, having like such a, <laughs> an awesome finish, mm-hmm. um, but also like being, you know, kind of, realistic and bring myself down where it's like all right but you know what like we want more than this there's more to Mm -hmm. it so like what do we gotta what do we gotta focus on what do we gotta work on to you know get to that next level you know it's funny you're saying that i'm i don't know why it just jumped in my head but i'm I'm remembering when you fought at cffc uh against uh elise okay Um, yeah and so that was that was for a title on uh, that was short notice for you too right um, it wasn't really, no, it wasn't short notice that was one. Short notice, no? Okay. Yeah, it was just, I, I jumped up a weight class. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. That was a no. fight I learned that you are a 105er. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, I mean, there had to be something for you getting ready for a title fight someplace else that kind of right. made you just, you know, re revamp everything. I mean, like you said, you got the books and your boyfriend helped you out with the, with the, with the focus and the mental side of things, um, recommending the the stuff that he gave. And, and I think that just looks like, like I said, I'm talking about your journey. It just seems like all of these, you know, the losses brought you to the lessons from those losses yep. brought you to this outcome. Yep, absolutely. And um, I mean, the biggest, like, we kind of, we kind of touched on it about like not making things like special, like when you're asking mm-hmm. like Friday the 13th. And that's what I, I mean, that's <laughs> literally what I did during that title fight. Cause it actually fell on like my little brother's birthday that had passed away. So mm. it was like, I made it so much about him and so mm. much like about like, you know, my fight outfit, everything was like, you know, for him, like in his memory and his honor. And like, that's not necessarily the best things to do mm. because you just so, you get so like, you put so much extra pressure on yourself. So that was like a big thing that I learned from that. Like, mm. hey, you know what, wait, we gotta like, yeah, we gotta do things for certain reasons sometimes, but like that can be the purpose behind it because it just it just clouds what the end result is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, not for nothing now. I mean, especially you got your man. I know your manager's a horror fan. <laughs> I mean, now 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 you have to put a special uh, stamp on if if, yeah, if you're fighting like... and it's gonna be Friday the thirteenth that week. Now it's like okay, you better like Julie might knock somebody out this week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but hey, I mean, what 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 could be better for 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 someone that's kind of, I mean, you're like a casual. I, mean, I forget what you say when it comes to your horror fandom, but I know your manager's a hardcore horror fan, so what it it, it can't be more perfect, right? Yeah, it's like it's like I'm a horror fan by association. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Even though enough for nothing, you tweet so many quiz quiz <laughs> horror quizzes. It's a I feel yeah, like, you, like I feel hey, like you don't even some, know. Well, like, like, give me some info. <laughs> teach me a little <laughs> but it's always just like 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 your your quizzes are are i mean it, it, they're very well thought out just like <laughs> everything else you do i mean obviously and everything with the fight and your career and the people you help with that are they're under the same management and stuff right. like that and it's just i don't think it could have been more perfect um i was I, i'm so happy for you Thank and you, I, thank I, you. I know I'm supposed to be objective. People are like, "Oh, you're a journalist. Why are you fanboying?" I never called myself a journalist. I just, I, I like to tell 
the stories of your the fighters are worried about fighting. Let me help tell their story. Yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad you let me tell your story. Thank you. I so. appreciate it. And I mean, that's what Twitter's been great for is like really getting people like people to get to know like me um, mm. and, you know, who I am. Because that was like, you know, there's a big struggle where it was like, hey, you know, people don't really know like who we are. They just know our like the persona of the fight game. And there's like a lot more to most of us. Mm-hmm. And it's just finding a way to kind of let people see that. Yeah, absolutely um well that's it i mean i I don't have any more questions i mean if you want to go ahead and plug your um your receptra and the six chic and all your sponsors (laughs) and stuff i'm trying to remember them off the top of my head because i know (laughs) (laughs) yes i have some i mean i have some i'm I'm lucky i have like amazing sponsors most of them actually have been with me since like my amateur days Mm -hmm. um and it's like for me like that's like it's more important of like the type of people i work with than like you know, the names behind them. Um, you know, I've had like some bigger companies reach out, but I don't really agree. Like if I don't agree with like their, their morals or the way they kind of do business and like, no, that's not what, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for people that I can help build up and Mm -hmm. like help build me up. Um, so my fight outfits are always done by Wendy Jarva from Seek Chick. Um, my meal prep, making sure I make weight is <laughs> swole house meals. Um, my CBDs with Receptra. Um, I got L- Young Living, um, Grit to Protect My Teeth with Mouth Guards. Um, I got Roger Mitterling, Donna Moore. Um, all my kind of like training kind of clothes, like just the casual stuff is Guard What's Yours. Um, we got ITSA. We got all my supplements. I get some Hearts Wholesale Supplements. You can get some good cheap supplements from them online. <laughs> Um, and my gyms, um, I do my strength and uh, conditioning at CrossFit, Strong Island, um, Long Island MMA, and I got ring sport Muay Thai. And of course my manager, Jason Adams with underdog MMA. And thank you for having me on. (laughs) Well, thank you for making the time. And I appreciate it. I appreciate you giving me the shout out after the win where you said you were going to wait to, before you talk to anyone else, you were going to talk to me first. And I, I, I literally was like. I was like, wow, you know, I just, uh, you know, they caught me off guard and I was literally all by myself sitting at a bar and looking at it and I was over the hill. I said, so, so. Well, thank you for always supporting me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hey, I mean, you, you, uh, you've been at, you, you, you've been at it for a while and, and it's just, I think I started watching you before I even got into covering the sport. Wow. Just that's like, cool. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's, so it's just crazy. It's just a crazy circle of things and uh, more to come from you uh, yes. you know looking forward to it that's the plan <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right cool well thank you so much Jillian. thank you hey y'all east coast ed here if you'd like to support this podcast you can be a monthly supporter for as little as 99 cents a month this podcast will always be free but if you help matt and i out for future episodes supporters will be shouted out on the show and large supporters will be randomly selected to do predictions for a big pay-per-view event in the future. So please click the support tab and enjoy the show.